Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My podcasts often deal with distressing situations which are not suitable for children and some adults for that matter. Some of what I discuss may trigger uncomfortable emotions. If that does occur, please reach out to Lifeline, Beyond Blue or any other support service or person you feel comfortable with. I'm Narelle Fraser. I was a cop with Victoria Police for 27 years, 15 of those as a detective, having dealt with all types of crime from a stolen bicycle to a stolen life. I witnessed the effect crime has on all those involved and became one of those victims myself in 2012 when I was diagnosed with PTSD. However, out of adversity comes other opportunities like this my own podcast. I still pinch myself, but thanks for listening and coming with me as we explore the human side and impact of crime. About 2am, we're in the middle of nowhere and these three cars just came out of nowhere and I suppose you'd call it they ambushed us. Hi, I'm Paul from Black Salmon, the team behind Narelle's live events and now her podcast. First up, Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you're having fun over the festive season. We've all definitely all earned it. While we've only just begun our podcast series with Narelle, we're ecstatic with the numbers of people who have come on board to listen to the compelling Narelle Fraser interviews. I think we can all agree that when she holds court with her guests, the magic really happens. Her integrity, experience, knowledge, and empathy really come across in these conversations. And the hardest part of the podcast process for us is when to know when to stop the recordings because we could listen to her dulcet tones for hours. We're very fortunate to work with her. We had originally planned to rest the podcast over the Christmas for two weeks, but it's been so well received, we thought we'd throw in two bonus episodes as our way of thanking you for your ongoing support and patience when Australia's haphazard internet connections send the technical gremlins into play around with some of the recordings. So, for our first bonus episode, we thought we'd send some questions to Narelle for a change and put her in a spotlight. So please enjoy Narelle Fraser being interviewed on Narelle Fraser Interviews. Hello, Narelle. How does it feel to have the tables turned? Uh, a bit different, um, but I'll do my best to adapt. Strange being on the other end, to be honest, of the microphone. We'll kick off with how does Christmas for Narelle Fraser look like? Uh, well, what are we doing? Um, look, it's pretty laid back, to be honest. Um, I'm hosting this year. Um, my husband's got a new shed that he's been um, setting up, so that's him out of the way uh, for a few weeks. 
But after Christmas, I'll be spending some time at home. I love my gardening, reading a few crime books just for something different. I might do a bit of research for my podcast and catching up with friends. So that's uh, pretty much it. Do you have a hidden talent that not a lot of people know about, Narelle? Oh, hidden talent. Look, uh, I do play the spoons. Play the spoons. Now, my grandfather, when I was a little kid, maybe about eight, he taught me how to play the spoons. And I've got to say, uh, the spoons come out a lot when I've had a few drinks and I'm at a party. Um, And funny, but I was at a party a couple of weeks ago for a girlfriend and one of my girlfriend's daughters, I taught her to play the spoons when she was about the same age as me, about eight. Anyway, at my girlfriend's party a few weeks ago, they played a terrible song, Kenny Rogers, and what's that song that goes, um, you got to know when to hold them, something like that. Anyway, so my friend's daughter, she's now 25, I think 26, she starts playing the spoons. Well, don't think I was going to um, not get into the swing of things with her. So the two of us do a spoon duet, <laughs> and I've got to say it was hilarious and uh yeah, it was uh, received very well. So, yes, that's uh, one of my hidden talents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's what's something you're embarrassed to admit, Narelle, other than playing the spoons? All oh, right, something I'm embarrassed about. Oh, look, I love the sound of a hotted up V8. <laughs> now, if I was younger and I didn't worry so much about what others thought, I would have bought myself, and I still would right now if I could, buy myself a V8 ute, lowered, uh, mag wheels, and a sound system to die for. Maybe, you know, a bit of Pink Floyd, uh, ride up loud, a bit of Akadaka, maybe some stones. Oh, I just, (laughs) yes, I just love the sound of a V8 it's uh, God, seriously, at my age, I uh, you think I'd grown out of that? <laughs> wow, fluffy dice and all. Apparently, you live without a TV. That's very unusual for 2020. Um, why is that? Oh, not having a TV goes back a long way. It is very unusual, uh, but to be honest, what happened was when I first met my husband. He was very keen on communicating and talking. I mean, is that music to my ears or what? (laughs) And what he wanted to do, he said, what about, this is when we started living together, we started living together about six months after we met, and he said, what about if we don't have a TV and we talk? Because he said, the problem is I don't want to come home of a night, sit in front of the TV and not talk. I want to know what you've done during the day. I want to tell you what I've done during the day. So I think, God, how good's this? <laughs> so we have never had a TV. We've tried a couple of times through a few circumstances, and I think we had a TV for a week, and I gave it back. It was just a disaster. But don't get me wrong, we love our TV. As in, when we, um, you know, we might go to my sisters or friends to watch. 
uh, AFL. I love my, my Tigers. I'd watch, in fact, if I had a TV, I'd be watching the 2017, 19 and 20 grand finals ad nauseum and it'd drive him nuts. So anyway, yes, but I do love not having a TV. We do have a, you know, really good uh, sound system. Uh, yeah, we listen to a lot of music. Yeah, right. What was your um? What was your life like as a kid, Nora? My life as a kid, it was. I'm not a religious person at all. Far from it. But I would have to use the word blessed. Mum and Dad um, looked. They provided us with a home with, uh, you know, a roof over our head. Um, Funny, when we were kids, mum and dad didn't have a great deal of money. Dad was a, a shoe salesman, but isn't it funny? He thought he had the best job in the world. He loved it because he would talk to people. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? Uh, but, and mum didn't work until we went to school. Uh, and then, so we didn't have a lot of money, but what they did give us was an appreciation for just uh, the normal things in life. We, Oh, I remember, you know, I got a um, a bike for Christmas when I was just a kid and it was a second-hand one that Dad had, you know, done up like those. These days they just buy a new one. But they did, they had some fantastic friends, a, gr- a group of great friends. Mum and Dad laughed a lot and I can just remember my life as a kid being fun and we learnt a lot about, you know, respect and uh, look, looking out for one another. This is uh, not just me, my two sisters as well. But I lived in Vermont until I was about 11 and then we moved down to the um, to Edith Vale on the Bay. But I'd have to say I feel um, very lucky in life that I had that as my grounding, I suppose. Yeah, right. Were there any other significant issues that you had when you were growing up other than your father dying? young, which is um, absolutely terrible. Look, I suppose there's two significant things that I can think about. My father died very suddenly, unexpectedly, when I was 19. He had been fixing up my combi for me to travel around Australia in, and it was so unexpected, and and mum had to take over the reins, and bring up myself and my two sisters. So what were we, eight, 19, 18 and 17? And it, it's funny, but Dad's death brought the four of us a lot closer. We'd always been close, but it brought us like they were my three best friends really uh, and Mum's passed away now, but my two sisters are the best things that's ever happened to me. Wow. Absolutely. Well, of course, my husband, but from a family point of view, that's what mum and dad gave me. Um, yeah, so, and then when I was 18, I think it was just before dad died, I was um, friends with some uh, people that, uh, some really great friends that played in a band, and we used to go around and watch, you know, uh, listen to them and get up on the dance floor and all that, so, sort of like a groupie, I suppose. And this particular night, my friends had been playing at a place called Fish Creek, some function somewhere. Anyway, it's about 2 a.m. in 
the morning and we're all coming back and for whatever reason we're in my combi. And so there was um, a friend of mine, Rob, was driving my combi. Don't ask me why, I've got no idea. I was in the middle in the front seat and then a friend of Rob's, a mate of his, was um, on my left in the passenger seat and behind in the back of the combi was um, another three or four friends we were just having the time of our lives. But anyway, about 2 a.m., we're in the middle of nowhere and these three cars just came out of nowhere and I suppose you'd call it they ambushed us and um, they sort of manoeuvred it so that one of them got in, uh, one car was in the front of the combi, another was at the back and one was on the side. And what they did was they slowed right down and then sort of, I don't know how it happened, but the combi went off the side of the road and I remember we came to a halt and the boys, I was in the front in the middle and the boys were pulled out of the windows by these thugs and I remember running to a a farmhouse somewhere and called the police and nobody was seriously assaulted. They were just, these idiots were just, you know, out for a thrill, I think, to frighten the hell out of us, which they did. But eventually uh, the sort of leader of the pack, I suppose, I'll never forget his name, I wouldn't say it, but I'd never forget it, but he ended up going to jail. So, and funnily enough, the guy that, uh, the detective or the policeman that was in charge of our matter, I think his name was John Newman, but he ended up being in charge of the Walsh Street murders, which happened, you know, well, 30 years later or something. So, um that's probably, I'd have to say, that's uh, two of the ma- most significant uh, issues that have happened in my life. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, in- that's incredible. What's, um, what has surprised you most about your podcast career? You know, it's really weird, but I'd have to say my voice. And the reason I say that is for some reason, I don't know where it started or where it came from, but I've always thought myself as having a real whingy, whiny, grating voice, a real um, boganish sort of, um, I don't know why. But what's happened is that... Boganish. Yes, uh, uh, you know, a bit ockerish. And I don't know where, as I said, I don't know where it came from. But I can't get over the number of people that talk about um, or talk quite the opposite about my voice. And that's really surprised me. It's sort of blown me away, to be honest. I just can't get my head around the fact that my voice isn't what I've always thought it was. So isn't that weird? But that's the thing that surprised me. <laughs> it is. It's very comforting. I think a, people, a lot of people take a lot of comfort out of your voice. It's Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, yeah, I think that's certainly one of your strengths of your podcasts. It's... um. Yeah, it, it's compelling to listen to. Like I said in the intro, dulcet tones. We could listen to you for hours, Narelle. And that's what I mean, Paul. That's what really surprises me. Every time I hear it, I think the same. It's bizarre. Ooh, wow. I don't think anyone really likes the sound of their voice, though, do they? I mean, you know, if we're ever doing interviews or so on and so forth, it's just and listening back. It's even worse when you try and sing mm. and record that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's um, what's a lesson you've learned in life you'd like to share with us Nero? oh gee um i suppose maybe to never give up um to go outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. and try different things because I suppose when I got sick with um, PTSD, I just couldn't think of what I would do and and I did go out of my comfort zone again, remembering what I thought about my voice. I, I never, ever expected to be where I am now and that's because I took a risk, um, I took a chance and I suppose I went down a few rabbit burrows that I didn't know where they'd lead and look where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You're actually interviewing me about my podcast. That's it. I still can't get my head around it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's great. That's great. What's the um, the best advice you've ever been given? Well, you know, this is quite personal, but it was from my mum and that won't be um, – a surprise to many, but it was about my husband who I didn't know. Um, it was after the first couple of day- times that I'd met him. And I'd been, oh, I don't know, I suppose you'd call it unlucky in love a little bit. Um, you know, friends that I thought would be more didn't turn out that way and I seemed to be everyone's best friend and, 
Anyway, when I met my husband, um, I'd had a terrible couple, uh, yeah, um, a relationship that ended um, very suddenly and uh, I realised that he'd been seeing someone else. So I was very um, disillusioned. And when I met my husband, I remember he came on pretty strong and and I remember I was just trying to, I think I was pushing myself away because I didn't want to get hurt again. And I always remember my mum saying, give him a chance, love, stop running away. And I did. And he's the best thing that ever happened to me. So that's the best advice I've ever been given. What a great mm. advice. Yep. Absolutely. Let, let's spin that let's spin that in his head. Now, what's the worst advice you've ever been given? Oh, a piece of cake won't make you fat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> fish, fish and chips, fish and chips. <laughs> fish and chips are good for you? I don't know. <laughs> Talking talking of fish and chips, um, you have a favourite food? Oh, without doubt, potatoes. I could eat a potato. Well, I can't really eat it raw, but you know, mashed potatoes, roast potatoes, um, steamed potatoes. Oh, potato, not, it's funny, not potato chips, you know, as in the crunchy ones. I don't eat them, but any other type of potato, oh, God, I love them, with, you know, lashings of butter, lashings of sour cream. Yeah, I love my potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) All the the good stuff. What about food that you don't like? Unfortunately, Paul, um, I... There's not much I don't like. Boy, I wish I did. Um, I think it'd have to be oysters. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the only thing I don't eat. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty divisive. <laughs> what about it? We'll move on to beverages. What's your favourite drink? I'd love to say water, <laughs> but I'd have to say... Yeah, we both <laughs> Champagne or Pinot Green? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love my champagne. Pinot Green, yep, yep. Well, I think we've, um, we've shared a couple of glasses and a few sunny afternoons in Richmond on Pinot Green, haven't we, Narelle? That's for yes, sure, discussing our have. new battle plans. Yes, we have. What about music? You mentioned that um, when you said you haven't got a TV, that music's quite, quite, you know, quite a, um, an important thing in your life. Or oh, so you mentioned when you're talking about your cars that you'd have Pink Floyd <laughs> blaring out from your V8 <laughs> uh, as you're screaming around. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about yeah? What about music? What's your favourite type of music? I'd have to say blues. Uh, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Joe Bonamassa. Uh, you know, all the standard. Uh, oh, well, what? Uh, yeah, but I love my blues. Uh, but then again, I also love the seventies, like your Fleetwood Mac. Um, Carly Simon, uh, Carol King. Uh, I love the Stones. Um, you know, as I said, Pink Floyd. I I have quite. A, I think you call it an eclectic um, mixture of what I love, but blues would have to come out uh, pretty much on top. Okay. Do you have a favourite Pink Floyd album? 
uh, all of them, but I think uh, Dark Side of the Moon would have to be my absolute favourite. And uh, Wish You Were Here I'm very fond of, but the only way to hear them, uh, not having a TV, my husband has one of the best sound systems you'll hear. And to listen to Pink Floyd late at night after a couple of champagnes, I tell you what, it doesn't get much better than that. Right, right up loud. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) What about regrets? We're jumping, we're jumping, we're jumping all over the place here a little bit. I've got to fire these questions at you. Yeah. Um, So, do you have any, any, any or many regrets? Uh, Not really. I think probably the. The regret that comes to mind, the only one that I can think of would be that I didn't seek um, help for um, my struggles uh, mentally, um, my mental health when I was with Victoria Police. I ignored all the signs and I wish I would have got the professional help that I got um, when I was diagnosed because I could still be doing, you know, what I consider the best career in the world. So I think just putting my hand up um, and showing, I always thought it was a weakness to say that I was struggling, but I've now realised it's a strength and I wish I would have done that. Um, and not worried so much about what other people thought of me. So that would be my only regret. It, it's interesting through listening through your podcast that that theme comes up time and time again with many of your guests, ex-police officers. That um, you know, it was yeah. that whole I can't show that you know you have to be tough. You can't yeah. show that you're, you're you're a weak link in the team, which is um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be a current theme. Mm. Yeah, very much so. So what's um what's one of the best things in your life right now, other than us? <laughs> um, probably I'm where I always wanted to be, just in my life in general. You know, I I love my life. I've got um you know my podcast is going really well, but also my I didn't think when you're so sick and you leave the police, you don't think you've got any skills. But what I've found is that I have skills that I didn't realise I had and I'm helping um, investigators now with um, all sorts of investigators with government agencies, not just police, about interviewing techniques. And so it's that, but also just where I am with the house, where we live, it's all just sort of come together and it's pretty bloody nice. That's yeah, it's lovely. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. What's a trait that you like about yourself? That I can laugh at myself, um, that I can make fun of myself, not in a derogatory way, but I like the fact that I can have a laugh at my own expense and not worry about what other people think. In one way, I do worry about what other people think, you know, in a professional sense, but in a, a private sense, in a personal sense, I just like the, I like being able to um, share that I can laugh at myself and do that with other people. And I suppose, I don't know, I suppose I like the fact that I can empathise and have compassion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you've certainly proven that so far with these podcasts and your live events. It's um, it's pretty things being a lot of solace to a lot of people out there. That's for sure. Um, 
if you could interview anyone from history, who would you choose? Um, I think the first person that comes to mind, and I have no idea why, is Michelle Obama. Just for what she stands for and but also I'd love to interview people that have come through adversity, just the strength. Say somebody like Taria Pitt or somebody that survived the White Island out in New um, out of New Zealand, um, people that have done heroic things or survived, you know, um, maybe something to do with um, the World Trade Centre, the um, first responders there, just people that have gone above and beyond and risked their own lives for others. Yeah, sure. I like it on a day-to-day, you know, not, not seeking, not seeking um, yeah. praise, but just going about their, their duties and doing their jobs. Yeah, like the quiet achievers, the, not the ones that, and I say that like Michelle Obama, a quiet yeah, achiever. Yeah, sure. yeah right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but just those people, <laughs> just those people that have um, made such a, a a difference in the world. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll finish up now, Narelle, because I managed to keep the dog quiet in the back garden for about twenty minutes with a bone. I don't think that's going to last much longer. So, um, <laughs> do you have any New Year resolutions? Um. Oh, it's the same old thing. To lose weight. Oh, it's the bane of my life. But you know, I say it every year, and every year. You know, I want to lose those COVID kilos. Oh, why are we so hung up on weight, you know? But anyway, that's that's it in a nutshell. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it's all those potatoes, you see. It's, um, yeah, it's, they're, 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 it's all the good things in life that we like, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, well, thank you so much for your time. Today, yeah, you're right. I really appreciate it. We hope you have a fantastic Christmas. And on behalf of um, Black Salmon, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you this year and we really are looking forward to, uh, to working with you in, uh, going forward in 2021. Like I mentioned earlier, we do have some incredible guests already lined up um, for that journey to continue. Bring it on. Thanks, Narelle. Thank you. Hey, it's Narelle here again. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy the podcasts as much as we enjoy putting them together. But to make sure you never miss an episode of Narelle Fraser Interviews, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and even a review. And please share it with all your friends too. And again, thanks for joining us. We have got some amazing stories to tell. So thanks again. See ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.